there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to season two of Living the Sky Life. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Living the Sky Life. Today is a solo episode. I'm going to try to keep my emotions in check, but if I'm being honest, I have been on an emotional roller coaster for probably the last month or so. Yesterday, um, April 6th, was a pretty eventful milestone day in our family. Skylar turned 18. I can't even believe I'm saying the words, my son is 18. I feel like I had so much time. I remember every birthday, every party, um, most were Sesame Street themed, even up until the last year or so, which is odd in itself. But I, I just kept thinking to myself for years, starting at age three and age five and age eight, and every year before his birthday, I would say to myself, this is going to be his year. This is going to be the year that he makes tons of milestones, that he says his first word, that he um, finds a way to communicate to us in some form or fashion. And, you know, I'm kind of ashamed to admit that I wished I hadn't focused so much on this is going to be the year that he does all of the things. Um, you know, he's doing so much and he's he's learning so much every day. And to put that pressure on him and myself to try to encourage him to hurry up and achieve something that he will do on his own time. It's just taken me so long to get to a place to be okay with him doing things on his own timeline and when he chooses to. I, I feel so fortunate to have this community of families and parents and autistic uh, adults in my corner that have given me countless, countless advice um, and and lots of um, suggestions on things over the years, but it's been even more impactful this this past year and in the past six months even. I've reached out to so many of my new friends with autistic adults because I'm really struggling going through all of the things that come with your child turning 18. We had the social security phone call, virtual phone call um, the other day and our guardianship hearing for Skylar is tomorrow and I, I'm dreading it. I, that makes me beyond emotional and sad that we have to go into a courtroom and have a judge basically deem Skylar incapable of ever making a decision on his own or having any independence uh, for the rest of his life. You know, I know your parents for life and that never changes, but to have a court document actually rule you as someone's guardian for the entirety of their life is so sad. It's, it's so sad. On the one hand, it, it feels like 
I have given up in my mind a little bit that he would ever become independent and have a life beyond living with us um, and have a life of his own. Um, but on the other, it just seems like I shouldn't give up hope that I should, you know, use this as an opportunity to know that he's fully protected, he's taken care of, he has loving parents, a supportive home, um, the financial resources to be able to care for him for the rest of his life. And I'm eternally grateful for that and for those things. And I don't know that he really wants much more. Maybe in some small way, he really loves being with us every day, all day, and wouldn't want to be away from us. So maybe I can take a little bit of comfort in that of knowing that he he actually likes having us around sometimes, <laughs> I think. But the advice that I've gotten from so many moms, um, like I said, has been just immeasurable. Um, you know, I've cried on the phone to my buddy Kelly uh, growing up, Stephen, and um, she's been such a, a excellent role model for raising an adult on the spectrum and empowering them to do so many things. And she told me, many conversations ago that her son, Stephen, who most of you are probably familiar with, that some of the growth that he achieved and skills and just in becoming independent was between the ages of 18 and 26. So knowing that Skylar's turning 18 or just turned 18, um, how sad it makes me, I also have a renewed glimmer of hope in that he will come into his own and he just needed more time, more maturity. Um, I, I don't know <laughs> what the future holds for him, but I'm, I'm certainly grateful that we uncovered the spelling program that he's doing. And I've seen so much um, just excitement in his eyes, I guess, to be able to find a way to really let us know all that he knows and as I've said several times on other episodes, my mind has been completely blown with how much he knows and how smart he is. I've always kind of known and thought, I think, that he was very intelligent, but we had no way of quantifying that because he didn't communicate in any way to us. So knowing that he's aware of current events and things that are going on in the world, again, gives me even more hope that he's in there and he's trying just as hard as we are to release all the things 18 years worth that have been in his mind. So, you know, while yesterday was a really happy day, um, and a joyous day because he is healthy and celebrated yet another birthday. Um, you know, I, like I said, if I'm being honest, it was a really emotional day for me to, to know that, that Skylar has spent 18 years on this earth never having his needs met fully. I think that's the thing that, that gets to me and really hurts my heart is that I, I know that my husband and I have tried to make sure that everything he wants, he gets, everything he needs is handled and taken care of, but I just never know. I have no idea if he is fulfilled, if we're overlooking something that's really, really upsetting to him year after year after year, and we're not figuring it out. We're not handling it. That just is, is so hard to, 
to fathom of never being able to share with anyone what you're feeling and thinking. And I don't know, it just, the more I think about that and I try not to focus and dwell on it, it just is so upsetting because I just want to be the best mom to him that I can possibly be. And I hope I'm doing that with every decision that I make on his behalf. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I would, I kind of make jokes that, you know, one day when he does communicate with us, whether he spells, types, talks, whatever it is, um, <laughs> that he, the floodgates are going to open and he's going to say all of the things that we did wrong. <laughs> and he's going to say, I don't like Udoba. I don't know why you guys think I like that so much. Um, no, he probably won't say that, but, um, just tell us all the things. And I, I, I welcome that day. I look forward to that day. I don't care if he swears. I don't care if he unloads on me. I just want to know what has been going on in his mind for his entire life. It would be so remarkable to get a little glimpse of what he thinks and, you know, what he wants us to do. I think more than anything, more than just how he feels, I want to know what he wants for the future. If he wants to try to work, if he wants to try I, I don't know, more independence on things. And if he just tells me like, mom, leave me, let me do it. Stop trying to help me. I may struggle. It may take me an hour to brush my teeth. Just let me do it. I want to I wanna do it for myself. Oh my gosh. I would just start bawling and say, here, spend six hours if you want to <laughs> brushing your teeth. Whatever it takes, I'll I'll do whatever you want. So I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, but I... um. You know, it's it's funny. I I went back and I made a video for him that I posted yesterday on social media, looking back at all of the pictures um, of of him when I had both of my kids. Um, I started a tradition with both of them that I would with Skylar. I took a picture of him in um, a, a necktie every single birthday to watch his growth um, based on the tie and. Of course, everything made me emotional, like I've said numerous times already. But seeing him, little baby Skylar, one-year-old Skylar, sitting on the floor with that tie on, wrapped on the floor because it was, you know, so long, and then seeing him standing there in the tie as an 18-year-old man with the tie fully fitting as it would any 18-year-old 18 18-year-old man, that was really eye-opening of just how quickly the years have gone. The other tradition I started with both of my kids when they were born is um, writing them a letter on their birthdays, telling them about all the things that they were, you know, into. Like when they were little, I was talking about the foods that they liked um, and they were trying and the little friends that they had, the TV shows, the cartoons that they were into, the toys that were their favorite. And then, you know, with with Skylar, I was talking about the different therapies we were trying and, and the things that he was achieving. And I was just telling him everything that was happening in that year. And so this year, the 18-year-old's birthday letter, I wrote publicly. And that's what I also posted on his birthday yesterday. Um, that one was really, really hard also, because while I wanted to say, you know, there's so many things for you to look forward to. My my intention for the letters and still is for my daughter is to give them the stack of letters wrapped in a ribbon um, after they graduate from high school. 
So writing Skylar's, yes, um, posting his and writing his on his birthday brought back a whole flood of emotion that he's not going to graduate from high school. And while I already knew that, I mean, clearly, I already know he's not even in high school. Um, but the finality of having that stack of letters and not being able to give them to him at any point because he wouldn't hold on to it, he wouldn't read it. I mean, I'll hold them and tuck them away for him for the day that he can sit still and read them and show me that he is understanding everything that's written in those. Um, that's really hard. Um, I, I'm Like I said, I knew he wouldn't graduate. I knew all of that stuff was not on the card in the cards for us, but I think looking back at those old letters, which in hindsight I probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> but you know, I had so much I don't even want to say the word hope because I still have hope. I haven't given up hope at all. But you know, when your child is diagnosed at the age of 3, you keep thinking, okay, we're going to do this therapy and that therapy and Everything that anyone ever tells us that worked for them, we tried and we're doing all of these things. And my mindset was always, okay, I can throw all this stuff at him and push him really hard and support him and he'll catch up. He's going to catch up to his peers. And then they turn four and then they turn five and then they turn eight and 10. And in our case, Skylar was still, you know, behaving and having the mannerisms of that three and four year old that he was. So the time kept passing and passing and all of his friends were moving on and joining sports teams and going through middle school and now they're all in high school and now they're all posting their graduation, you know, senior pictures and their graduation announcements and their college choices and all of those things. And while that's painful to see and I'm really um, <laughs> kind of on the fence because I'm so excited for all of my really good friends whose kids are achieving this incredible milestone in their life. I'm also extremely sad that, and I feel like a failure, like probably a lot of parents do, that I couldn't I couldn't help him. I couldn't help him get caught up. I couldn't get him, you know, further in life. And he's still at the age of a fourth grader, fifth grader at this point. Um, his mannerisms and behaviors are, are that of a, of a much younger child not an 18-year-old young adult. So I know we're so hard on ourselves and failure should never be a word in my vocabulary with Skylar because I haven't failed him and I will never fail him. I will continue to do whatever I need to do to make sure he has the best and most amazing life possible. But it's just something about birthdays and blowing those candles out for him um, and making a wish for him that just gets gets me down, gets me sad. But I'm going to give myself a couple days to to get over the birthday, get through the guardianship hearing, grieve all the things and validate my emotions and then I'm going to pick right back up where we left off the day before his birthday and nothing is going to change. We're going to still support him, we're still going to continue with the therapies, we're going to still spell we're going to still do physical therapy, all of the stuff that we've been doing. Uh, none of that changes. I'm still going to advocate as loud and as proud as I can for all individuals on the spectrum. 
And, you know, with anything, I think him becoming an adult and all of the scary research that I've done about the minimal resources and extremely broken system for our adults on the spectrum, that's even fired me up more to advocate and to get the services that we need and to ensure that the world knows that these autistic adults aren't going anywhere. They don't grow out of autism. The problems only, you know, are, are heightened when they become adults because of the lack of services and lack of funding. So it is now my mission that Skylar has crossed over into adulthood to regroup and kind of get past all of the trying to catch him up to his peers and the college dreams and the graduation from high school dreams and move on from that stuff because in reality, that's not important anymore to us. That's That ship has sailed. What's important to me now is making sure that he has an incredible adult life with a lot of opportunity. So that is going to be my focus. And I'm going to continue reaching out to all of my amazing new friends and make even more um, who have young adults that are in their mid to late 20s and 30s um, that have navigated this road ahead of me. And we can put our minds together and hopefully make a huge difference for those of you who have very young children that haven't crossed this phase of their life yet. So I guess in closing, if I can wrap all that up, that craziness um, in, a, in a pretty little uh, silver lining moment, like I try to live my life, um, it would be, you know, as, as parents with younger children, either newly diagnosed or, you know, younger than the age of eight or nine, I just would, would wish and hope that you guys really focus on what your child is doing and who they are at that age and soak up every moment of that age and of your child at that point, rather than trying to really push them hard and encourage them to catch up or meet a timeline or achieve a milestone that the world says that they should already be doing at that age. I feel like I wasted a lot of energy and time trying to fit Skylar into a world that doesn't, his piece doesn't fit into exactly. He is his own unique person, as is everyone. And he's going to do things when he decides to do them, really, because he's, he's quite um, headstrong that way. But um, I just, I cannot emphasize enough how quickly the time passes. You'll blink and your child will be 18 and 21 and 30 before you know it. So please appreciate the beauty that is your child, the gifts that your child has, the incredible impact on the world your child is making, and you as a parent, the, the patience that it takes, it's not for nothing. All, everything that you do to fight for your kids is so important and so worth it. And I, I truly believe that these children entered our lives for a reason. And we're, we are strong enough people to be able to make, make an impact and make this autism acceptance, awareness matter to people that it doesn't impact directly. We have a voice and we need to use it and support our kids in any way we possibly can. So don't hesitate a single moment to hug your kids. And even when they break things and make you crazy, just take a minute, take a deep breath 
and realize you can replace all of the things that are broken. You can mend the dents in the walls and the holes in the walls, um, but you just can't get these precious moments of their childhood back. So be kind, everyone. Love your kids. Hug your kids. And um, please join me in wishing Skylar a happy 18th birthday um, and say some prayers for me that I stop crying sometime soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and will tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.